Hey guys, welcome back to my happy place. We are 20 episodes in. It's actually more if you actually count like the mini series during to publish, but it's officially 20 episodes. This is the 20th episode. And if you're new here, welcome to the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with me, Jewel Nicole. I'm your host. I'm a book marketing coach and independent author. And I'm just so excited that it's 20 episodes and I am happy, okay? I'm really happy about this, that I stuck with it and ugh, 20 episodes once a week. That's that's quite a lot, don't you think? Today we're talking about mistakes. We're addressing some messes up inside of here and we all make them. And especially when you're doing something for the first time or you're doing something without much guidance, you're going to make mistakes. So we're going to be talking about that today. Now. Mistakes are cool. I like mistakes as absurd as it may sound. I find that making mistakes really teaches us. And yeah, sometimes it's a school of hard knocks and it can be very distressing. But I always see the positive in everything, including the mistakes that I make. No, true. There are times when I want to do it right. Like when I want to buy my car. Thousands of dollars are really important to that investment. So I certainly wanted to make as few mistakes as possible or when I wanted to build my house and I need to know exactly who I should contact first, second and third so I don't waste time and make much mistakes. Again, that's a very huge investment, don't you think? Or what about the mistake of spending money on ads and spending years trying to increase book sales with little to no result? I mean, that's a huge investment as well too and time and money is being poured out into creating that book and then you see no ROI on it, no return of investment. Woo, that is one mistake I certainly never want to make. But it's a mistake I've seen many of my fellow writers make. And honestly, I want to cry for you guys. I really do want to shed a few tears because it's a common mistake in the book publishing process. And it definitely could be avoided if you know how to avoid it. So I'm going to teach you. I'm going to tell you how you can go about avoiding this mistake. This is address this mess, people, because it's not fair, okay? It's not fair that you have these big dreams and you want to become a published author, you are dreaming big, you are so happy about it, and then because of some simple mistakes, you prolong the process, you stop dead in your tracks, and you pause your dreams, you, you know, never pursue your dreams. That's that's unfair, okay? That's unfair in life. And I personally don't like it. No, 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 no. So we're going to be addressing these messes today. If you can grab a pen and paper, a notepad or something, let's take some notes because it's time to avoid these common mistakes that you are making or just stop them outrightly, okay? We became writers because more than anything, we wanted to share our stories with the world. But the reality is, becoming a successful author requires more than brainstorming, outlining and editing. We realized that without an audience, our books would never reach our readers' hands. So we have to take action. I'm Joanna Cole, and I'm on a mission to help you get your books visible and into readers' hands. To do that, we need to work together. You need to continue to write your story and I will provide you with the strategies and resources you need to become the success you were meant to be. Do you ever wish that you can know whether or not your book will be successful right from the beginning? Have you spent tons of money on ads 
or giving away thousands of free copies to receive reviews but still haven't received any return on your investment? Or maybe you're trying to increase your sales on Amazon and you have no idea how. If you've been struggling to find readers for your book or you haven't written a book as yet and you're worried that it might not sell, there is only one solution. The Target Reader Book Marketing Mini Course by Joe Nicole. This course is a five-step framework that helps you to find your ideal readers and take the guessing out of the game. At the end of this course, you will identify exactly who wants to write your book, what market your book falls into, and what platforms your ID readers are on and where you should be focusing. Whether you are a new writer, published author, self-published or traditionally published author, fiction or non-fiction, the Target Reader Book Marketing mini course can greatly benefit you. Time is limited and so are spaces. So head across to jewishpages.com forward slash mini course to sign up today. See you on the inside. So one thing that I like to ask my students when they say that they're not getting any sales on their book is what have you done to market your book? What are some of the marketing strategies that you've implemented and what has worked and what has it? These are some of the questions. Now, you'd be surprised how many times authors would tell me that they published a book on Amazon, they shared the link in a Facebook group, or they try to buy my book strategy, a salesy promotional Instagram page, um, or they say, well, I wait for them to come. You know, you write and you pray, you publish and pray, you write and wait, write and wait and publish and pray. I, I don't really understand. But other persons say that they go the traditional route just to avoid marketing their book. Before we get further, a little heads up, okay? Because you are doing it traditionally doesn't mean that your publisher is going to market your book. They are not responsible for marketing of your book. That's your job as the author. Book marketing is about forming a relationship with your ideal audience. The only person that can form an ideal relationship with your audience is you and you only. Your publisher can do that. So if you are going the traditional route, just because you want to avoid marketing, you are in for a big surprise. Let me warn you right now, you're still going to have to market your book and they are still going to take a percentage of your royalties. Just saying. So, don't worry about that either. I'm going to be talking about that in the upcoming episodes. You better stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast, okay? But one of the ideal ways to get sales on your books is to find your ideal readers. Remember, you're talking to readers, those persons that are going to buy your book. These are the persons that need your book in their lives because it provides them some sort of value, whether it may be entertaining or an escape or it's inspiring or it's educating, it provides value in some way. These are the persons that use your book, as I said, as an escape to entertain themselves. I know I read a lot for entertainment and then you read for other reasons as well too, but I read a lot for entertainment. So your target readers are also the people that know you, they trust you and they like you. I know I like a few of my my authors as well too. They just, I just love them. Have some authors that I like. I don't even read their books. I just like them. I like the way they are, their personality. Now, these are the persons that are going to be part of your community. They are the ones who are subscribing to your email list. And you want to make sure that you're maintaining and you're building a relationship with them. So you, you need to know who your ID readers are because it's the most important step and it is the foundation to having a successful book marketing strategy. 
So let's address the first mess, a common mistake I see authors making. Here it is. Marketing your book only when it is completed. So I get it. Book marketing definitely seems like a daunting project. One that should be taken on after the book is written. That's how it seems. Writing a book already is a task. You have to brainstorm and you have to outline. And then there's the actual drafting and then, oh boy, the amount of edits and rewrites. I am so not a fan of editing and rewriting. And rewriting especially, oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. But as busy writers, trying to balance the marketing with the writing can also be difficult. Especially when you have no idea how to go about doing the two of them and maintaining that balance. And when keeping up with your writing schedule is already difficult, marketing can go through the door. I agree. Writing a story takes time and effort. And many times writers take about three years to write a book. Yes, some writers take longer. I know someone who took 12 years plus. And there are others who just, you know, are writing for the last two decades. The average author isn't writing a book in 30 days and then editing it and then publishing it. And within three months, you have a brand new book. Voila. The average writer isn't doing that. Many writers have full-time jobs. I'm pretty sure that you guys who are listening to this podcast episode, you have full-time jobs. I had a full-time job. Now I have a part-time job, but it seems like I still have a full-time job. We have full-time jobs. We are busy when you're not working. What are you doing? Not mummering. That's, that's not the word mothering aren't you not mothering because you probably have kids you have a family so you're spending time with your family you're probably cleaning your house okay because you have a house to clean so it's not like you're spending all your time writing a book okay so the mistake that is made is not doing the marketing and it may be a little difficult the period between when you get your book idea and when your book is complete is the best time and the greatest time for you to market your book And the reason is because here you can take your readers on a journey with you. When I wrote my lead generation book, I had announced it on my podcast and even in a few Facebook groups. And then I announced it on Instagram as well too. I posted consistently about my progress, the milestones that I achieved, my highs and lows. And this was great because I received overwhelming responses from persons I got overwhelming support and persons were offering their services. So it naturally opened up doors of opportunity for me. Also too, during this time, you allow your audience to get to know you, to get to trust you. So again, because I documented the writing process, I had built this trust factor unbeknowing to me. I didn't understand that when you take persons on a journey, you now become the go-to person to get that thing done. I've always heard about it, but then I experienced it and it was like, wow, this is what persons are talking about. So persons were actually in my DMs and they were asking me to help them write their book. And they trusted me enough because I had shared my experience and journey with them. So instead of trying to take your readers on a rose-colored journey, show them the ups and downs, the highs and lows, show them the struggles that you're having because trust me when I say they're experiencing the same thing and they want to know that they're not alone they want to know how to go about overcoming it they want to know what you did they are pretty interested just as you are interested in doing what you're doing so if you overcome a struggle it's a good thing to share with your community help them overcome the same problem it's going to allow you to build a relationship with them 
and this doesn't take much from you to start my book marketing process i simply posted in the facebook groups i'm writing a book that was it short simple and sweet straight to the point remember book marketing is about building relationships the things you share with your readers and the conversations you have with them are also part of the book marketing process so i think persons think that book marketing is like when you're marketing for you know businesses or whatever book marketing is so different from like regular marketing as far as i'm concerned it's it's totally totally different book marketing is not like advertising at all and so i think a lot of writers get confused with it it's not about selling your books it's about building relationships with your audience so when should you go about starting your book marketing process the answer is right now do not wait until your book is complete because then you would have wasted valuable time time that could be used to build a relationship with your audience and it doesn't take a lot of time it took me 30 days i i wrote a book in 30 days the journey to publish series so if you haven't seen that it's the journey to publish series and it's on my podcast and i wrote this book in 30 days it was a challenge that i was doing and the simple book marketing thing that i did was just simply post about my highs and lows and my milestones that was it i didn't even share pictures i shared probably one picture of my brainstorm like my mind map and that was it i literally just post my word count and my time that it took to write that amount of words and and that was it um on my instagram i decided to just like give a little explanation of what was going on in my stories and you can go across my instagram as well too and you can see it there you can see the entire journey for the 30 days of what i was doing but then on my podcast too i talked about it and the thing about it is that i didn't post every single day either it wasn't an everyday post um sometimes i would post probably once or twice a week so don't allow it to be complicated don't overwhelm yourself and don't complicate things even more with this simple posting simple updates on your like your milestones and stuff like that can be what you need to do it's become part of the marketing process and trust me when i say that you're going to meet people who want your help you're also going to meet people who are willing to offer their services to you and then you're just going to have like a whole new friendship with some persons so try it number two let's address number two mess and that is not knowing who your id readers are your target readers finding your target readers and knowing who they are is the first step to increasing your book sales i think i talk about this more anything else on this podcast it is the first step to becoming a successful author it is the first step to the book marketing process this is the fundamental and foundation of book marketing okay you need to know who wants to read that book because there are many persons out there that you can convert into book buyers i know i feel hurt when my fellow writers don't know who their readers are and they are making an earnest effort to like look for them but they don't know where to start like i feel really hurt and genuinely hurt for persons like that and i, I genuinely want to help you because you are genuinely looking for your readers i commend you what exactly do you do in order to get your readers to buy your books how do you go about building relationships with that audience something simple as the book covers on your book comes down to knowing who your id readers are you know they say don't judge a book by its cover Whew, that's a lie so establishing trust and building long-lasting sustainable relationships with these people is very essential your your book cover 
your your book cover tells me a lot of who you know your idea readers to be simply the fonts the images the pictures the wording on your book cover itself lets me know that you you know exactly who your readers are and who is going to appeal to so down to your book cover is going to you know show whether or not you know who your idea readers are so the question is always who is my idea reader your idea reader is basically the person who really needs you and your book not just your book alone because you're going to write other books but needs you you your as an individual you as a person your personality how do you go about identifying that person you need to ask questions i talked about this in episode 711 i really dedicated an entire how many episodes are there four 711 yeah i dedicated five episodes to just finding your ID readers, asking the right questions to get to know who they are. And what is even better is that I even created an entire mini course because this is very, very serious, you know. I created an entire mini course addressing that topic. It's called How to Identify ID Readers in 30 Days or Less. And this mini course can be completed in two hours. Imagine you're spending two hours learning. You get immediate implementation that can be done and then you get lifetime rewards. After you discover who your readers are, you don't need to do it again unless you change your genre. But you can use that um, ideal avatar sheet. You can keep it handy with you in your genre specific planner. Shameless plug. If you don't have one of those planners, you better go grab yourself one, okay? Jewelspaces.com forward slash shop. Get yourself a genre specific book planner. It's going to help you a lot with your writing. So your ideal reader sheet is going to be needed to be updated you know from time to time so you are going to find out more about your id readers it's going to happen and then you can add to it the process of actually going over the entire thing is what i'm talking about you don't have to go about doing that again so get get the sheet and enjoy yourself don't make the mistake of not knowing who your readers are you want to start your book marketing process on a solid foundation so if you're interested in that course, you can definitely grab that course on my website, jewishwishes.com forward slash mini course, and you can dive into it and let it work for you. A mess number three that we're going to be addressing today, and I think that's waiting to build your email list. Whew, it's a rookie mistake that even I myself made when I started, and it wasn't that I didn't know what I needed to do. I just didn't know how to go about doing it. It seemed really daunting at first, and this is something that I think a lot of persons, you know, my friends as well too, have told me that email marketing seems very daunting, okay? I have to take our time to really learn it, and you definitely have to take our time to learn email marketing, and that is something that I have been doing at this time in my third year of business. Yes, I am very shameless in this process, in my third year, I am actually taking the time to learn email marketing. I have grown my list, but I'm actually dialing down on learning email marketing. I'm also part OCD. So, you know, I have a little OCD in me. And I'm sort of perfectionist. So, done is better than perfect. That's something that I learned. And that's something I need to, like, continue applying to my business and to my books and to my writing done is better than perfect get it done many times i sit down and i would have my laptop in front of me open 
and I want to find the right words to say to start off a podcast episode to get the script done right and then I blank out because I don't know what's the best thing to say I have all these different ideas mulling around in my head and I'm always saying to myself Jewel simply start writing just just start writing the words are going to flow and then you can edit them later you can't edit a blank page okay so I have to apply that to my business I have to apply that in my book writing I have to apply that in every aspect of my life that done is better than perfect so it took me a while to really get that unfortunately but hey I learned it to a certain extent I'm here and I'm telling you don't do it okay do not wait to build your email list trust me don't wait okay because what exactly are you waiting for anyway your email list is the lifeblood of your blog it's the lifeblood of your business and essentially of your book it's the number one way and the most successful way to market your books and it's the less sleazy way to go about marketing trust and believe that one why because those persons that have assigned your email list are the ones who are interested in you and what you have to offer they call them i think they are like warm leads so they are persons who are introduced to you already so they are interested in what you have to offer they are considered your raving fans much more than your social media followers if social media died tomorrow where would you be with your list would you have a list you would definitely have a list if you grew a list remember only three percent of your content gets shown to your social media followers but with a list you can land directly in front of those persons on your email list. Okay, if I was to go into the benefits of starting a list, we would be here forever. And that is why I created episodes 12, 15, and 16. And that's all about list building. It goes deeper into it. I'll link those in the show notes so that you can have a listen on how to start your list from scratch, how to grow it quickly, and how to grow it for free. When should you go about building your email list? The answer, people, is today. Right after you listen to this episode or after you listen to those episodes, you should use those as guides. You should go about building your email list. You are listening to the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with Jewel Nicole. Jewel Nicole is an independent author and book marketing coach who helps writers to write and finish their stories and market themselves online. She offers limited coaching sessions every single month on various topics of the book marketing process. If you would like one-on-one attention to your book marketing needs, then click the link in the show notes and save your spot today. As a busy entrepreneur and part-time worker, finding time to send emails on a consistent basis, aka weekly, can be daunting. I wanted a way to stay consistent in my subscribers inbox while still adding value that they needed even when I wasn't there. That's why I chose MailRite as my email marketing platform. MailRite allows me to do split testing, send campaigns, and my favorite, create workflows and automations. This means that once a user enters into my email list, they get sent a series of emails automatically that provides them value. All I need to do is create the workflow once and it's automatically sent to each subscriber. And the best part, all this can be done on their free plan. You can get your first 1,000 subscribers for free by simply heading across to jewelspages.com forward slash MailerLite. That's jewelspages.com forward slash M-A-I-L-E-R-L-I-T-E.
Okay, so mess number four, and that will be not having an author website. This is a mistake that authors make, not having an author website. So some authors would not have a web page or a website that the audience can visit. Now, websites are expensive. No, they are not. I thought that, you know, only the big shots owned websites you know, those CEO bosses that wear pinstripe suits and get chauffeured. Yeah, those people. I always thought that they were the ones who own websites because it was super expensive. And I never thought that I, Joanna Cole, would be one to own not one, but two websites at one time. I actually own three. And actually be on the hunt for more websites. I'm like a website junkie now. My website has already cost me less than $60. And that was less than a hundred bucks, less than 60, less than a hundred bucks for just a small space on the web where I can like build and establish brand authority and I can make sales and I can showcase my expertise. Um, yes, please. I would love to have a website. Why don't you have a website? As an author, building brand authority helps you to make consistent sales with your books. You can use your author website as a hub for everything you, you have much that you want to sell. You can do it on your author website. You have a paid community. Ooh, your author website can come in handy for that. When persons look for you online, the first question they're going to ask is, do you have a website? Yes. Yes, you do. And if you don't, you're making a huge mistake and you're missing out on potential buyers. Okay. Do you need an author website even though you have no book? Yes. Yes, you do need an author website. And that's going to be another upcoming episode I'm going to be talking about on this podcast. So stay tuned by subscribing. But websites are not expensive. And especially as an author, you don't need much to run an author website. You don't need much pages as well. If you want the deal that I got and you want to pay less than 100 bucks, less than 60 bucks for your site, then there are two things that you need to do. First of all, you need to purchase your domain with Namecheap. So head across to jewelspages.com forward slash Namecheap to get your domain at a reasonable price. And the second thing that you need to do is purchase web hosting. I use SiteGround. So for you to get a deal that I got, head across to jewelspages.com forward slash SiteGround to buy your hosting today. And let's get that website up and running. Mess number five, and that's not using social media to promote. And I know I'm sounding very contradictory right now because I usually say that social media is all about remaining social, but hey, hear me out, okay? I never totally ruled out promoting on social media. Your audience is on every social media platform and it's up to you to find them. But this doesn't mean that you need to be on every platform as well. Posting consistently on multiple platforms can be very draining and you can suffer burnout. Trust me, burnout, social media burnout is definitely a real thing. I have gotten it a few times. Having a Facebook and a Twitter page can help you to attract your audience there, but know your audience, know where they hang out. Do they hang out more on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? Choose the platform that you're comfortable with and then start from there. You know, this reminds me that I have a target reader platform quiz that you can take if you so wish. You can head across to jewelspeacher.com forward slash quiz and you can take the target reader platform quiz. It's going to help you to decide which platform you should start now. It's going to understand you as a user so who you are when it comes to using social media and then it's going to take that results and it's going to help you to know which platform you should definitely 
be starting on. So jewelspatience.com forward slash quiz and take the target reader platform quiz, find where your readers are, start there. How many social media platforms should you start with? Originally, I would have told you to start with two and three, and then I love to do things and then, you know, come back and tell you the results. And so I decided to try using three platforms at the same time, and it's not as easy as it may seem. So I'm gonna tell you guys, start one, please start with one. Focus on one. So right now I focus a lot on Facebook, not because I love it, but I get better response there at the moment. I think for me, Facebook is a little bit easier to use in terms of like having to create like um, media, like digital pictures and stuff. Instagram is all about creating those pictures and creating videos. I don't have that time at this point in life, but Facebook is different. You know, you can share words and pictures if you so please. And Facebook is just a little easier. It's not my favorite platform, but it's a little easier to get around. And I do get a lot of more response there. So focus on one. I'm focusing on Facebook right now. And I suggest that you focus on one. I do, however, post on Instagram. So I do have my Instagram on autopilot. Uh, Twitter would receive a few updates from time to time. But to make your posting easier, the way I have done, set aside time, create a plan of what exactly you're going to post then create a schedule i want you to create graphics using the free tool like canva and upload that content to a content scheduler i like to use facebook creator studio to post on my behalf and it's free to use once you have a facebook account you can connect your facebook with your instagram and everything just works beautifully okay remember that mistakes no matter how small cost you money the less mistakes you make, the better for your pocket. So you want to avoid these common pitfalls and get to fixing them. Here's your exercise for this episode. And it's something I want you to do in the next 24 hours because we are action takers. If you've made any one of these mistakes, I want you to go and fix it right now. So I want you to go through the list that we have just discussed. I just addressed five messes. And I want you to see which one you can fix right now. And I want you to start from there. So if you've never marketed your book, stop right now. Well, finish listening to this episode first. And then go out and shout out into your groups that you're writing a book. Or you can simply tell a friend that you're writing a book. You can do it whichever way. But go and tell someone that you're writing a book, please. Thank you very much. If you have not built your list, then episodes 12, 15, and 16 is the next thing that you should be doing after you listen to this. Go listen to those episodes so that you can get your list up and running. If you have no author website, I shared two links with you. Jewelspages.com forward slash Namecheap to get your domain and Jewelspages.com forward slash SiteGround should be for your hosting and those two places should be your destination if you're looking for author websites of course i'm going to be linking all these in the show notes so you can get them there at jewelspaces.com forward slash 20 that's two zero and no matter what stage you are in the writing process or what little or plenty mistakes that you have made you need to know who your readers are okay and that's why the mini course that I created is for my listeners. So you know where to get that mini course on my website forward slash mini 
course jewelspaces.com forward slash mini course i am super excited to see what you guys do what mistakes that you fix so if you're not part of my group come across into the community let us have some fun let us talk it out and let's clean this mess i want to hear what you decided to fix so head across to jewishwishes.com forward slash facebook group and let's have a chat thank you so much for listening to another episode episode 20 and i'm pretty excited to see what the rest of this year holds until next time keep writing you were listening to the books blogs and business podcast show with you and nicole all resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes of this episode share this episode with your favorite social media platform and tag me by doing so you will help many of your other fellow writers to learn how they can get their books visible and into readers hands and one more thing head across to your favorite podcast player and leave books blogs and business a review so that i can know how much you really love the show i'm joe nicole and until next week keep writing